God's blessing through the seed of Abraham was always meant for the whole world. But how does it finally expand past the Jewish people? We'll discuss that today on The Bible Brief. The Apostle Peter was amazed. Since that amazing day in Jerusalem when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the church had been growing by leaps and bounds. It seemed that with every new town that the apostles went to, there were more and more Jews who came to see that Jesus was indeed their Messiah, the long-awaited King promised to their ancestors. And not only were people coming to faith in Jesus, but God was using amazing miracles to confirm the ministry of the apostles. People were being healed from their various ailments by the power of God. And for some reason, God was using Peter as a tool to do many of these healings and proclamations of the gospel. For some reason, despite all of Peter's faults and failings, God was still using him to do what he said from that very moment when Peter was first called. Peter remembered it like it was yesterday. Jesus saying, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And just like those miraculous catches of fishes that always seemed to happen when Jesus was around, he was having miraculous catches of people by the power of the gospel of Jesus. Jesus was in the business of catching people, and Peter was his fisherman, finding success after success as the gospel spread through Judea. And now Peter was in the city of Joppa, reeling from the amazing event that had taken place only days prior. God had used him to raise a woman from the dead. And seeing that, many, many people of the city came to faith in Jesus. It was quite a catch after such a monumental event. Now, Peter went up on the roof to pray, the roof of the house where he was staying in the town of Joppa. And he prayed for a long time, long enough that he apparently became hungry and asked his hosts to prepare some food. But let's read what happens next. Peter fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being led down by its four corners upon the earth. And in it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. And this happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, Peter was perplexed at this vision from God. He'd been following the Jewish dietary restrictions all his life, those restrictions that were in the law given by God through Moses. He wasn't to eat shellfish or pork or anything that the law said was unclean. And yet, in this vision, God had told him to eat these unclean meats. Not just once, but three times. What could this vision mean? Now at that very moment, as Peter was pondering this vision, a couple of men come to the home where he's staying in Joppa. And these guys are looking for him. And the Holy Spirit says to Peter in that moment, Rise and go down with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a Roman military leader, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you, to come to his house, and to hear what you have to say. And so the next day, Peter goes with them from the city of Joppa to a city called Caesarea. 
You can imagine that Peter is very curious about this, maybe thinking, why is God sending me here? I've been sharing the gospel effectively among the Jews. Why am I being sent to this Gentile's home? Anyway, as soon as he arrives at Cornelius' house, Cornelius immediately falls at his feet and begins to worship Peter. And immediately Peter corrects his behavior and says, Stand up, I too am a man. And then Peter says to the group, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or visit with anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I ask then why you sent for me. Now saying that, it seems like Peter's starting to figure out what that whole vision was about with the unclean foods. God's saying that something has changed. That what was formerly unclean according to the law that he'd given the Israelite nation has now been declared clean. Not just food, but people too. And so, with the ears of his audience ready to hear what he has to say, Peter says this, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, you yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Peter shares the gospel with these Gentiles. He shares everything starting with the baptism from John and all the way through the commission of the apostles to preach the gospel to the people. And finally, he ends with the statement that everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And what do you know? While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the Jews who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Now, this is a monumental moment in the history of the church, so don't miss it. In this moment, we see God's plan for the blessing of the nations through the seed of Abraham finally starting to come to fruition. These people, who were from a nation outside of the Jewish nation, had become believers. And not only that, but they had become temples of the Holy Spirit too. Jesus had baptized even Gentiles with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and dwelled in them, just like what happened to the disciples on the first day of the church. This blessing of the righteousness of God received by faith in Jesus was being poured out to the Jews first and then to all the nations of the world. And it was starting right here in Caesarea at the household of Cornelius. It's no wonder that they asked Peter to stick around for several days after this. 
I'm sure they felt like they had so much to learn about Jesus and about Jesus' ministry from Peter. They had the opportunity to learn from one of the witnesses of Jesus' ministry, and they wanted to soak it all in. Now, when Peter left Caesarea, he went to Jerusalem because some controversy was brewing about what had just happened in the household of Cornelius. There were some Jews who immediately began to criticize Peter for fraternizing with Gentiles, and Peter came to Jerusalem to set the record straight. Well, Peter recounts the events from his vision all the way through to the Holy Spirit being given to these new Gentile believers in Jesus. And Peter ends his speech like this. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? And when the Jews heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. After Peter, one of the prominent apostles, shared how God had been involved in this whole happening, the Jews finally get on board with the idea that Gentiles were able to believe the gospel of Jesus too. That they too received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like they had received. They understood that God was doing a new thing. Okay, so for the last few episodes, we've been working our way through the book of Acts. And we're setting up a much faster trek through the rest of the New Testament. We wanted you to get to know some of the background to some of the things we'll be discussing in the next several episodes. In the next episodes, we're going to go through some of the main themes of the letters of the New Testament. After you leave the book of Acts, as you're flipping through your Bible, you'll discover that most of the rest of the books of the New Testament are in a letter format. These are pieces of correspondence, mostly written by apostles and received by churches within cities of the Roman Empire. Many are written by the last apostle, Saul. Many are written by Peter himself. And others are written by folks we haven't had much time to discuss on the podcast up to this point. Now, rather than go through each letter on this jog through, we're going to pick up some of the major themes that pop up again and again. And we'll jog through those with you. We think this will give you a good jumping off point to read these letters of the New Testament for yourself. So with that said... We'd love for you to join us next time as we discuss a very important theme that pops up with this group of Jews and now Gentiles in the church. What are we to make of Israel and the law that God gave through Moses long ago? Should Gentiles be following this law? How are we supposed to think about that in this new era? Well, our friend Saul, the former enemy of the church, but now the last apostle, he's going to help us out. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? One of the best ways for the show to grow is for you to share it with a friend. Will you do that today? We'd love to help more people understand the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022